Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. Yes, hello. Great to see you all. Welcome to Message Live on a Tuesday morning or whenever you're watching it. You're super welcome. Um, thanks to everybody who's been pitching in to lots of our programming. It's been great the last two weeks to see record numbers of people from all over the world connecting. And so please let us know where you're watching from. Let us know any prayer requests you've got. We do have a team of intercessors who pray for our supporters. Um, and also let us know just anything, any encouragements, anything that's been a blessing to you. So message live, here we are. This is being broadcast on Tuesday morning. Of course, we've got fantastic teaching going out on Thursday and Friday. We've got this epic series, Grief and Grace, on a, a Thursday evening. I know that's helping lots of people. It's helping my friends who are journeying through grief at the moment in a massive way. So I'm so encouraged by that. Do watch that. Beautiful stuff. And uh, also, I'm so glad that so many people uh, logged into Steve Upple's talk and watch Steve Upple's epic, prophetic word for now. Uh, it's still there on Message Facebook, YouTube, Message Live, blah, blah, blah. You'll find it if you try, and it's well worth it. 20 minutes that could literally change your life. So please watch Steve Upple's talk. And for me, uh, on these Tuesday mornings from the start of 2021, we've been journeying through the book of 1 Corinthians, and we're up to... 1 Corinthians chapter 4, if you've got a Bible or got the Bible on your phone or whatever. It's Paul's letter to this baby church he planted a few years earlier in this hostile, secular environment. And uh, things were going really well. But Paul, as he's on his missionary journey in Ephesus, he's getting the news that the church is starting to lose the plot a bit. Other leaders have come in with strange views. And the church has actually started in this slightly crazy environment to ape the world in its behavior. Rather than become the radical countercultural movement that Paul had called them to. In 1 John chapter 3, another one of the apostles says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the faith. And there's no bigger buzz than seeing spiritual children grow and go on and have their own adventures and live the godly lives. But also, there's no nothing more gutting than your children in the faith going wayward. Wayward kids are hard work. Spiritually wayward kids just break your heart. And it was breaking Paul's heart what was going on, and he was determined to do something about it. In the next few chapters of 1 Corinthians uh, that we'll be looking at over the next few weeks... Paul's going to get really practical and he's going to talk about marriage and sexuality and finances and spiritual gifts. Uh, hold on to your hats, people. <laughs> Maybe I'll get Sam Ward to do the next few weeks. But, uh, but it's, it's stuff we need to hear. Uh, but here, in, in the end of chapter 4, he kind of gets a little bit um, gentler. He changes his tone a bit. He changes tack. He wants to do everything, basically, Paul. Whether he's coming, hitting it home hard or gently trying to nurture them into the good things of God, he wants to do all he can. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he takes the tone of a father. 
uh, actually a, a loving father, the best kind of father. Let's read the last seven verses of this chapter from, from verse 14. In fact, let's pray first. Thank you for your Bible. What a gift, Lord. Thank you that we have holy writ that we can look into, and every time we do that, it can change our lives. I pray as we come to your living word, Holy Spirit, illuminate things. Help us to understand things in a fresh way. Thank you that you've got something new for us today from your Bible. So please speak to us, Lord. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you don't have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I've sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who's faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Some of you have become arrogant as if I were not coming to you, but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. And then I'll find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come with a rod of discipline or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit? So he starts this uh, passage with the language of fathers and children. He actually uses the phrase dear children. And the word in there is agape. It's a, it's a God word. It's a Christian word. It's God's love. It's the unique precious love of God, the Father for his children. And Paul's saying in the Lord, I've got the same kind of love for you guys. You've got loads of guardians. He said myriad, 10,000 guardians. The word he uses is actually pedagogious. And, and uh, of course, the, the, the Corinthians would have known that word. It was the word that defined a slave who had the specific job of caring for wealthy people's kids. He said, you've got those kind of guardians who take your kids back and forth to school, who look after them on the side, but they don't care for them like a father. They're doing it as a job of work. You've got loads of people like that who will help you out a bit, but you've not got many fathers. You certainly haven't got a father like me. I'm the guy who led you to the Lord. I'm the guy who set you off on a firm foundation. What are you listening to these guys for who are leading you astray? I love you because I'm your spiritual father in the Lord. I love you with an agape love, and I may have to discipline you when I come. Anybody... Remember being a little one, kicking off with your mum, those fatal words, wait till your father gets home. <laughs> you remember that? And there's a little bit of this going on here, you know, I'm going to send Timothy, but wait till your spiritual father gets home if you carry on with this nonsense. Got me thinking about spiritual mums and dads, this whole passage and how important they are. Actually, how game-changing it could be if the church could fully embrace the power of spiritual fatherhood and motherhood in the Lord. One of my spiritual dads when I was a brand new Christian as a, in, my, in my late teens was this fella. Looks a little bit like Eric Morecambe, we've decided, and decided, and has a magnificent comb over, but uh, he was amazing. He's called Val Grieve, and he was a a leading solicitor, a senior partner in a law practice here in Manchester. He was also involved in just about everything good that 
the Lord was doing in Manchester, all the unity movement, all the Catacombs Trust, which was like this radical youth movement in the city centre. He also was the chairman of Operation Mobilisation and, and bought... Um, George Verver's first couple of boats and that whole thing, you know, he's just an amazing guy. But this super busy, super um, influential guy took me under his wing as a brand new scruffy Christian. And not only did I go to a Bible study with him with a few other lads, but we, he set up a prayer school to teach us how to pray. And we'd meet on a Sunday afternoon and we'd see miracles and he would just pour his life into us and he'd have us around for dinner and he'd uh, introduce us to the best library of Christian books you've ever seen and he was just an amazing influence on my life. I'm so blessed to have had Val Grieve as a spiritual dad. One of my friends, one of the things he used to do was take us out he would go preaching all over the place. He, you know, he had a serious reputation as an ace preacher. But he would always take some of his spiritual sons with him to lead the service or give our testimonies or whatever it is. And I remember one of my favourite stories was going out with Val Grieve to preach at the Chinese church he was preaching. And we were, I was giving me testimony. And Johnny Jones, another one of his spiritual sons who was like totally got filled with the spirit and fire, was leading the service. And uh, this wasn't kind of Chinese revival, Holy Spirit. They were all looked a bit like, you know, Demore sat in the seats. It was a bit of a hymn sandwich, a bit of a atmosphere. Johnny got up and he said, welcome to the Chinese church. Give me a J. And they went, J. Give me an E. E. Give me a U. U. Give me an S. S. We're all going, he spelt it wrong. I can't believe it. Give me a U. You. Give me an S. And all these chants. What's that spell, Johnny said? And they're going, Jay-Z, easy, oozy, easy. <laughs> and it was just a beautiful moment. And uh, so we had a debrief after the service. What was good? Perhaps the give me a J-E-S-U-O wasn't the best idea, you know. What was okay about my testimony? What was rubbish? And, and he brought us on. And he was hilarious. And he was probably as funny as Eric Morecambe. He was just an amazing influence on my life. My spiritual dad is a baby Christian. I feel like my spiritual mum is this woman. My mum, <laughs> my real mum. What an influence she's had on my life. Just rock solid prayer and passion and encouragement to all sorts of, you know, rubbish, you know, losing a, a father in very tragic circumstances and, and uh you know, my dad got a heaven when my mum was in the mid-50s and many other challenges, but actually just stayed fiery and passionate and praise for me and the message more than any other. I'm so blessed to have a spiritual mum like that. So who are yours? Who are your mothers and fathers? And you should have more than one, I believe. People who invest in you, it's massive. It's the way the church is meant to work. Who are you mothering and fathering if you've been a journey in a bit longer in the faith. The way fathers used in, of course, in some Christian settings is weird and even wrong. You know, Father Patrick can mean that he has to do all the work and it, it disables lay ministry or the ministry of women because ministry is all about fathers. Uh, it can... It can water down evangelism and church unity. And we're not talking about that kind of father. We're talking about real fathers and mothers in the faith who are just such a massive blessing. And Paul goes on to say something in the next verse that's either like the height of presumption 
or hugely challenging for any of us who have any kind of role of fatherhood or motherhood, any, any, any sense that other people are looking to us for some help and instruction. He says, therefore, I urge you to imitate me. What a thing to say. The truth is, the key way to measure the health of any church or ministry is what kind of sons and daughters you're raising up. Are you raising up people who are like you? And if you, if you are, is that a good thing? You see, the, the church isn't about buildings or budgets. Primarily, it's about true believers. Remember, the, the church in Corinth, you know, didn't have a New Testament. Part of the New Testament was about to land on their doorstep, the letter to the Corinthians. They had to see it embodied even more than we do. They had to see what does it look like to be a Christ follower. And your kids, your spiritual babies need to see it. And are, here's a question, how about this? Are your kids in the faith, people coming on, are they years in and still defined by babyishness? still defined by tantrums and loud noises and boastfulness and all that stuff that's okay for babies. But once you grow up, you need to move on from that. Or are we growing kids in the faith who in the right way can be spiritually self-sufficient, can feed themselves and feed others? Are we stirring up people who are able to test the times we're living in? And look at, look at the word of God, look at the world we're living in and not be swept along by a tide of culture. Are we raising up sons and daughters like that? If we are, we're going to flipping change the world. We talk a lot here in the message about message family. You know, there's a lot of emails go out, dear message family, it's time to chip in for somebody's birthday. That's what it usually is and it's all good. You know, message family. And it's, often it's the person whose birthday it is. <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, we talk a lot about message family, you know, and it's, I like that. I like the fact that some people think of the message as a family. That's cool. And that can get a bit weird, I know, and a bit controlling. Oh, message family is where the action is. You don't want to go off to those other ministries. But there is something, isn't there, about a call to journey together with people, to work out like family. There's a bond stronger than blood. You know, I may have difficulties with my brothers and my mother and father, but I can't just sack off the Hawthorne family because we're united, we're together in this thing. We resolve things in a different way than we have to with other people because it's family, it's mothers and fathers and kids. Saw a report recently from the US that showed that senior pastors of churches are having a shorter and shorter tenure. I'm sure that's the same in the UK as well. It used to be seven years. In a decade, it's gone down to four years. The average pastorate in the US, senior pastor. And George Barner, you know, who are the leading people who do these kind of reports, said this, it's inspired by, get this, an upwardly mobile, number-crazed mentality which seems to plague the pastorate. Wow. God help us. 
God help us if we're looking at ministry and aping the world where we've just got to go on further. And isn't that the spirit of the age? People are always looking for the next best thing. There must be something better. There must be a better relationship. There must be a better ministry. There must be a better family. No, there's not. You're in the family of God and journey with some people, mother some people, father some people. Look to others to invest in you and help you to become the best you can be. The church is in a mess in lots of places and no wonder if leaders are chasing after that they're chasing after numbers and profile and prestige and looking upon ministry as some kind of career choice no it's not the only career choice is to be a servant to serve others opposite spirit we desperately need church to be a place where we can be fathered and mothered by people who love us deeply in the lord and who role model as paul did what Jesus following looks like. Leaders who realise that actually talk is cheap. What really matters is moving in the power of the Spirit. If you're looking for a spiritual mother or father, look for someone who moves in the power of the Spirit. Paul said, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. You know, these guardians can talk a good talk and perhaps they can let you hear what your itching ears want to hear, but I'm coming in power. I'm coming in the power of the Spirit, the power of the gospel to save, the power of the gospel to change the world. That's the kind of leaders, that's the kind of mothers and fathers who we need. Basically, mothers and fathers who raise up kids like Timothy. What a thing for Paul to say about Timothy he's my son whom I love he's faithful in the Lord now Paul couldn't come even though it's all kicking off in in Corinth and the stuff that really needs dealing with he couldn't come because as, as he explains in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 8 he says I have to stay on at Ephesus right now because a great door for effective work has opened for me and there are many who oppose me <laughs> I love that scripture Paul's test, whether he's on the cutting edge of God's purposes, whether he's riding the wave of blessing is, a great door of effective ministries open for me and there are many who oppose me. You know, and there's satanic opposition and people are kicking off and, you know, it's those twin tracks that Paul, and he's sniffing the atmosphere in Ephesus and he's like, this is a moment I can't miss, but I've got to deal with Timothy. We've got to deal with Corinth. So I'm going to send Timothy and sending Timothy is like going myself because he's my son in the Lord. He's faithful. I love him and I can trust him to go to Corinth in the power of the Spirit as I would because I've trained him up. I've fathered him so well that he'll be able to spot heresy and immorality just like I would. Oh, you know when I get to heaven? So looking forward to meeting Val Grieve and my mum. And I long for them to say, well done, Andy. You've been faithful in the Lord. You've had a go. Well done, mate. Just have a great big sloppy heavenly hug. Wouldn't that be amazing? I want that. I want my Lord to say it way more. Of course, I want Jesus to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I want my spiritual mothers and fathers to welcome me in. But even more than that, I want to see many sons and daughters who I've had the opportunity of investing in. I can welcome him. I can say, well done, mate. 
well done, you've been in my advance group and you've done way more than I've ever done. Well done, sister in the Lord, but you're more than a sister, you're my daughter and you've been amazing, you've kept going to the end and look what Jesus has got for us. And we'll have a great big party. What a day that will be. So, big question I want to ask you this morning and it could change your life watching this little video from Manchester. Who are your mothers and fathers in the faith? Reach out to people if you haven't got one. If you haven't got people you're looking to invest in you, who mentor you, who train you, who equip you, who believe in you, who see you at the worst and patch you up and pick you up and send you out again. If you haven't got that kind of mum and dad in the faith, get one. What about if you've been a Christian longer, you've been down the journey? Can you not reach out to some young men and women who need fathering and mothering in the faith, spiritual forefathers who will just bring out the very best in them? There are many, many young people who have had terrible mums and dads and it's holding them back from being the best they can be in Christ. And you could change all that by showing them what a true, godly, role model, fun-filled mum and dad looks like. Are you up for it? What about it? Just let's pray now for a moment. Let's bring this into land. Lord, I pray those of us who are a bit older will be just brilliant mums and dads, a bit further on in the faith, more and more. And we'll reflect, are there any areas we're not? Any areas where a, we're a bad influence on our spiritual kids? We repent of that. And we want to be role models of godliness and passion. We want to be men and women who love your word and live it out. Help us, Jesus. And for those of us who are perhaps a bit younger in the faith and we need to reach out to some people who could mother us and father us and help us and love us with a deep love of Jesus, I pray you'll show us who those people are. Thank you, Lord, for, for the people who have invested us, the people you brought along our paths to make us be the best we can be. You're wonderful, Jesus. Thank you for your word to us this morning. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks again, as ever, for listening on a Tuesday morning or whenever you're watching this uh, later on. Please make sure you check out all the Message Live material that's being churned out here from Manchester day in, day out. If you go on Message Live, there's a whole schedule of what's happening this week. Thanks a lot. God bless. Have a beautiful day. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.